Hey guys, happy Sunday. Welcome back to The Real Raw Real. It's your host, Stephanie, with Brandy and Miss Yolanda. And today, we will be interviewing Miss Sheila. Hey, Miss Sheila. Hi, how are you, Stephanie? Hey, Brandy. Hey, Yolanda. Hey. hey. How you doing, Miss Sheila? I am glad to spend my Sunday doing just absolutely nothing but talking to y'all. I feel that. Well, we're happy I'm to have a little you. bit of libations. I'm having a little bit of libations, but I'll try to keep it out of the camera. But I can't promise you anything. But this is your party. To that. Bring the party. That's why it's a real raw real. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I know you had your workshop this weekend. How did that go? It went. Oh my gosh! It was amazing. It was the last uh, workshop in Texas because we have so many okay. shows here. So. Uh, this is the first time, though, that we brought Tyler and Etzla and Gary Uta down and JM. So we talked about NPC because now they're kind of coming into the the 21st century. And now they have, you know, like perks for being an NPC member. So they talked about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the main news is bringing the Nationals to Dallas. That's like a big deal because, you know, it was here 12 years ago. But I know since y'all are five years old, you weren't even born then. <laughs> but... Yeah, we had something called the Nationals, <laughs> and it was here, but it wasn't as big because the NPC membership wasn't as big. So, you know, we we got on Jim's nerves and begged and pleaded and when when why can't we get it? So we got it. So we have it here in Dallas, Texas, for the next three years. So we're really nice. excited about that. So I love that. Then, yeah, we did some posing critiques, and then you know they talked about you know NBC News Online, how it's so important to follow and. NPC and IBB uh, etiquette. So it was very informational. Mm. Nice. I'm glad I missed that, to be honest. (laughs) And you know, with your way of promoting, you almost had me sucked in like, hey, let me book my ticket. Let me go. Right. (laughs) Right. I was like, Yolanda, you know, you got to try to get to your show. (laughs) You know, it's all about that, that promotion, 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 promotional. Because a lot of promoters don't promote and I'm not really, I wasn't always a promoter, but Freddie, my co-promoter, he is, you know, he's like, oh, y'all, y'all are that too. He's a millennial. Cause you know, y'all, y'all, y'all are just like all over the place. He's all over the place, but he pushes me to promote. So now it's all about promoting and promoting and getting out there and reaching as many athletes as we can, you know, come on, I don't care where you live. Come on down to Dallas, Texas, do the biggest yeah. show ever. You know, so. I, I'm telling you, I'm happy he pushed you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like I said, and I use the term "suck me in" because you definitely sucked me in for my show. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I was great. Sad. I didn't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. A, I know, but you were there. You were there for support, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I guess all of that experience was great both ways whether you were in yeah. the whether yep whether you want it was a really yeah. well-run show yeah oh my that was God. a really well-run show even with the amount of people that you all had in that show and even though it ran late like it was still like smooth like so you guys want to tell the audience what show yes. you're talking about Oh, we're talking about the Battle of Texas. That was the show the that was competed in. And Stephanie didn't go to that one. She didn't go. No. She was busy that day. Mm-hmm. But I'll be in Texas soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Battle wait, of wait, Texas. Wait, wait, wait. I, I heard a little hint. 
Say that again, Steph. Say, say, say. Say it again. <laughs> you can say it again. I said, I'll be in Texas soon. <laughs> Very good. What show are you doing when you come to Texas? Are you moving to Texas or competing? Competing. Oh, what show are you doing, Miss Stephanie? Well, I haven't fully decided yet, but um, okay. probably nationals. Okay. Hey. Okay. Awesome. That's what we put. It's gonna be a great show. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's gonna be a great show. And let me tell you, everybody in Pittsburgh, they are so excited because you know we wanted to have it, but we had to bring them down so they can envision it. So mm-hmm. we set up the Battle of Texas how we thought they should do the nationals. So it mm-hmm. opened up their ideas like, okay, I said y'all can have the vendors here. Oh, okay. And then we, you know, so we made it. Like it wasn't the way our, we normally set up, but it was a good setup for the nationals because we wanted Robin Chain to see that, you know, Texas can handle it. So nice. it's going to be great, Stephanie. It's going to be an all-star yes. cast judging panel. And top two in each category, they did confirm that. So they're giving away 90 pro cards nice. all together. So that's going to be good. Stephanie, is this your first national? This would be my my third. Okay. So I did one last year, and I did one in uh-huh. 20. Okay. Okay. Shoot, don't let this scourge you, because I was competing. I was in last call out till <laughs> I wasn't. I, w- I did so many national shows. They were like, hey, Sheila, you know the drill. You know, you're middleweight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was always, and then, but when you get that, I like it when you don't get your pro card right away or when you don't get first right away, because when you do get it, it's like, it's so sweet because you appreciate mm, it so more. Much yeah, yeah, the absolutely. ones that get in, they get out, and they, they win right away, and then they go right away, and they win the Olympia right away. They don't know what it means to not win. So, yeah. you know, it's... It, That's it, a it's different like kind of loss, too. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. Peace, okay. I'm over here shaking my head, but honestly, I can't even shake my head with y'all. I never did a national show yet. <laughs> Yeah, yes. but there's one in Texas yes. at the end of the yes. year. But I'm saying we don't know how that's going to turn out. So I can't even give all the feels to this because we don't know what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, so you might be doing we, the pro version. Right. Before we dive in, because you mentioned, you know, the pro card and things like that, we've chopped it up with you for a little bit before we started recording, and we met at the Battle of Texas. So. We know who Miss Sheila is, but for those who don't know who Miss Sheila is, can you give us an introduction? Tell us who you are. My name is Sheila Brown, and I am a women's physique pro. I got my pro card in 2011 at the USA. I won the whole show at the age of 48. So I'm very, I'm very proud of that. Yes, overall. So that dispelled any myths of, because you hear the myths of, if you go to the West Coast, they like this certain type, you go to the East Coast. So by law, I wasn't supposed to win, supposedly, the West Coast, because apparently it's supposed to be a blonde hair, blue eye kind of win. And I came in there and cleaned house. So so I retired, (laughs) though, in 2013. And so now I just do the promoting and the judging and do the posing and seeing life on the other side is nice. incredible. Very nice. mm-hmm. How long have you been competing before you won your program? 1984. 
Really? Acorn. It did look you up on NBC News, but it only went back to 2011. That's when it stopped. Oh, yeah. No, in 1984, because I started as bodybuilding because there was nothing else. Yeah, so I competed with Linda Murray. So I was in that era. And Carla Dunlap. What? <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, and that then, is incredible. Yes, that's that that was amazing. That uh, that was a very humbling experience. That Linda Murray came out of nowhere. I'm like, who is this chick? I'm like, oh my gosh, is there a way I can back out right now? Please, please, Lord. Please, baby Jesus. <laughs> she looked incredible. But yeah, so 1984, Stephanie, is when I started. So it took me a while to get that card, but it was worth it. So, so actually, let's just start there at the beginning. Like, what the is it that brought you into this journey itself? What made you start, you know, bodybuilding? I, I used to dance. I danced with, uh, at NYU, you know, ballet and things like that. And uh, that wasn't a successful career for me. So I had to stop doing that. But during that time when you're a ballet dancer, you know, they have weight issues, weight restrictions. So I became bulimic. Mm. And so uh, my psychologist said, you need to find something that takes your mind off of what bulimics do. You know, find something to do. Find a little hobby. Down the line, he said, I didn't mean that. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. So, I'll, I'll, so you know, one addiction to another addiction. But uh, I was walking down the shopping center. This gym owner came outside and said, hey, uh, I like your arms. Do you, do you for body build? And I didn't know what that was. He said, if you do the show this weekend, I'll give you a free membership. What? And I'm like, I know. It was a show that weekend. But see, I was already not that much muscle, but I was skinny. So I had muscles just because you couldn't help but see them because I was skin right. and bones. But anyway, back in the day, <laughs> yeah, yes. So I did that show. I won that show. And wait, wait. I was, so he pulled you up off the street. Right. right. Two days before, before the show. Girl. <laughs> and then boom, he pulled up, up the street like, like a common hooker. And and kept me out at NBC. What you did? It was it was a Texas long time ago. It was the uh, then it was AAU and AAU really? and NPC had come. Yes, so everybody was with AAU first, and then I did that show, and then I started doing shows, and I qualified fast though. But yeah. once I hit that national. It's like you're starting over again for me, yeah. you know, because yeah. bodybuilding, I wasn't big enough. Mm -hmm. But you know, but I experienced nationals four and five times, maybe six times. But yeah, so 1984 started competing right away. Mm -hmm. You know, went to qualify for the nationals very quickly, but quickly realized that I needed some, you know, more size at the national level. So it's a different animal. Right. Yeah. What wow. an yeah. introduction. Like, in right. Way. Like, what a cool right. introduction. To I know it, it, right? His name is James Thurman. And uh, he came out. Yeah. His oh, name is James I'm Thurman. Like, I, I, I was just about to say, what is his name? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Look him up. Like, stroll, stroll to like, the side. Like. But y'all, I didn't have any discipline when it came to eating. Mm -hmm. So when, cause, you know, because. I was, you know, I was like binging by this time. And when he rolled out that diet, I'm like, oh, I'm not eating that. And then it, it makes it worse when you cheat and you win. Because then you can uh, cheat. You think you can cheat at every show. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so I quickly learned that apparently you got to stick to the diet to, to make <laughs> okay. changes. But you're thinking, you know, I won the first one. What's the big deal? Right. So, yeah. And did he, was he coaching you also after that show? Yes, he coached me for about maybe about 10, about 10 years. Oh, wow. About okay. 10 years, yeah. And then I went to another coach who, because he got out of the game. And this other coach I had for about, for a long time, long time, they took me to get my pro card to USA. Okay. Yeah. So, great. yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a great experience, a great journey. That's uh, awesome. That's very yeah. awesome. So with the, um, with him basically pulling you off the street saying, hey, you look good, come do this show. And you said that you pretty much started out the gate doing well what was the depth of field like back then like were there a lot of women competitors like was it super yes. competitive back then too it was you know there's not that many women's physique competitors in the local level but back then oh it would be like 15 20 30 in a class wow where when i was going to the nationals at prejudging they call the top 15 and the rest don't come back. So that's how it used wow. to be. Wow. They would call the ones who made the cut. Everybody else, he'd say, okay, we'll see you next year. Can you imagine <laughs> people who just landed the day before and just like to, you know? So now, it's different. and then you had to win. You couldn't get top two. You had to win your class to, to get qualified. And there was open... You had to do novice, and you had to win novice, and then you would go to open. So it wasn't like now you have an option of doing one or the other. So it's, yeah. it's a totally different ball game. Oh, that's I'm, I'm not mad at it either, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cool because it's like, you know, having the semifinals and then the finals, you know, right. you keep moving up. But then it's, it's really good also the way it is now so that everyone gets that full experience and get the time. Exactly. And to, you know, grow with each one that you do, each category. But I think that's, right. that was interesting too, like the way they did it before. Yeah, 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 it was. I've, I've been fortunate to have experienced the best of both worlds, you know, know. then and then now, because, you know, you get top two of the USA, I've experienced that too. So, yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty interesting to just see everything evolve. Yeah. You cool. literally yeah. watched it transition, basically. Yes, I did. I sure wow, did. It was crazy. That is incredible. Okay. Thank you. So that's awesome that you literally took the whole show, or as Sean says, the whole damn show. <laughs> right, uh -huh. right. That was, awesome, so that was awesome. an awesome feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And you, with... Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, B. Go for it. Yes. My question might be a little bit further down the timeline, so go, go for yours. Okay. I was going to say that's a good thing that you said that so we can hold on. Because <laughs> really quickly, you know, you touched on a little bit about um, struggling with like bulimia, um, mm -hmm. more so through dance. And then transitioning, transitioning into this world, you know, I'm sure that you had to, you know, eat some more, eat more and be so food focused in a different way. Right. How was that experience for you and how did you manage um to deal with it in your in your perspective? That was a struggle because maybe five more years I still suffered with it. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know how to grasp eating five meals a day. It's just I couldn't wrap my head around it because I you know when you when you're in ballet, I mean, you know, you, we eat like little birds, you know, and then I stopped dancing and then I was eating developed the bulimic. So I was so used to eating and then throwing it up and eating and throwing it up. And then when I go here, I would still do it. So that's why my body wasn't it was just genetics that I did well, but my body wasn't developing right because every time I would eat a meal, mm-hmm. I would just get rid of it. And even if when I would cheat and I would cheat all the time, when I mm-hmm. cheated, I would still get rid of it. So I was really, you know, operating on on negative. Mm-hmm. So another five years, I still struggled with that even while I was competing. It was it was very tough to try to keep, you know, those meals down and just don't do anything. So mm-hmm. it took a while. And that's probably why I wasn't able to attain the size that everybody else mm-hmm. because I was still trying to dispense of it. Mm-hmm. Did your coach know? Did y'all have that conversation? No, I didn't share that. No. Okay. I didn't share it with, uh, I share with my, share my story, but it's not something that I felt comfortable telling him. You know, you're mm-hmm. kind of ashamed of it a little bit. And yeah. and then if you tell somebody, it means you got to try to get better. Yeah. And I, I was fine not getting better. You know, I was, you know, I was like, you know, because I don't want him to say, okay, now don't forget. I don't want anybody saying that. Don't right. do this, you know, don't don't get rid of it. I don't want that. I don't want to hear that. I want to do it the way I've been doing it for all this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I avoided all that. So was there at some point, like the five years down where something clicked for you in which you just, I I don't want to say turn on because that's such a sensitive thing that, you know, you were dealing with and managing, especially on your, your own, you know, because family wise, did anyone in your family know, like in a way in which they can Mm -hmm. help you or you kind of just really kept it to yourself? Kept it to myself, Mm -hmm. but I, I developed uh, the lining was damaged around my stomach, so then mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable to eat. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I think it was it, as long as I was comfortable, I probably would have kept doing it. But mm-hmm. the minute it became uncomfortable or I was in pain, then I was like, okay, I gotta. Because now every time I would eat, and then I would try to do like drink vinegar because I also heard it burns the you know. I love the oh, vinegar. So the vinegar yeah. messed out the, the lining in my walls too. Because I think I still had a, uh, an addictive personality just from the mm-hmm. dance. So I was just addicted to just staying skinny. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, that was probably another reason because I was still stuck with the ballet stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, uh, so after a while when it became uh, uncomfortable, then I just started, but I prayed a lot too. I prayed about it. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta stop this. And then I got tired of being, you know, not doing well. Because after a while, these girls started getting bigger and I stayed the same. In the 80s, that was okay. But as bodybuilding progressed, I didn't because I kept on sticking with the old habits. And after a while, you know, you go to two or three nationals, I was always, always dead last to the point where I was the last one on the stage when they'll say, okay, just be the rest. So after that happened like five or six times at the nationals, I'm like, that's a waste of money. I gotta, I gotta get it right. Mm. You know, so then, yeah. So the so was it bodybuilding that, that helped? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it helped me get back healthy again, as far as embracing eating and seeing what works, and you know. But you know, back in that day, 
we didn't have like refeed. There was we never heard of it was tuna fish and chicken and broccoli. There was no refeed or cheat days or it's you know, there's nothing like that. So I learned more these days with these new prep coaches that are doing things like, you know, hit do this hit or fasted cardio. There was no we didn't have anything like that. Yeah. It was a it was a tuna fish rice uh, you know, industry for me. So I don't miss fish at all. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll do, some, I'll do some catfish with some shrimp and hush puppies in a minute. Okay. But I, I yeah, but tilapia, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's um, gotta be. It's gotta be cooked really good, you know. You gotta tell me it's not tilapia at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's um. That's that's nice to know though that you know bodybuilding kind of even though it may have taken longer than maybe it should have the fact that it still turned your world around in that way mm-hmm. that's still yes. like pretty freaking incredible so you you went through this phase you decided or you came to the realization like this isn't working for me and so then you tried something different in terms of just your general health and wellness and is that the point in which you started to grow or because you said you started in women's bodybuilding, but you won your pro card in women's physique, right? Yes. So where was when did that transition happen for you? I realized that I didn't want to get that big in bodybuilding, so I took a step back. And then somebody said, I don't know, I think they were received that said, just sit back, your time is going to come. You know, and next thing you know, there was this other category that came. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can do that. You know, it was, I think that was the first year it came out, 2011. Because mm-hmm. Dana Lynn Billy won the Junior USA, and that was the next one in mind at the USA. So when I saw that, I was able, when it, when, a, when a new category, category comes around, you don't have to qualify locally. You can go straight there. So okay. when Women's Physique came around, I went straight to the Junior Nationals, and I got third place. Remember, I was never in the first call out at any kind of national show. So first call out and I was, I got third and that's when I experienced going down to the judges and I said, I want to go to the USA. What do I need to do? And they said, go. Y'all, when a judge tells you to go, go. Just like if a judge tells you, this is the, not your category, do this category, take that advice and run with it. So, and three or four weeks was the USA, and they said, yeah, you need to go to the USA. But they said, don't flex. Because then I came from bodybuilding. So for women's physique, I was too big because I was big for bodybuilding, but not big enough. You know what I mean? That was a bit, right. Yeah. So I went to the USA, and it was just the most awkward feeling because they say, don't don't flex your biceps and don't flare your back and because you want to – you got to play the game. You got to try to look small. And so it was hard to make a bicep and just, you know, just like limp, you know, and, yeah. you know, and they were saying, my trainer said, don't pump up backstage and everybody else is pumping up. So now I'm thinking it's a conspiracy. Like, why you don't want me to pump up? <laughs> like, why is everybody else pumping up? You know, you, you start getting your head like, uh-uh, he got me messed up. I'm going to keep on doing, you know, but then I get pumped up so quickly then I got big, you know, so, but just by the grace of God, I went ahead and 
I got that first place, and y'all, I was so excited. I totally forgot about the overall. I, I was so excited. I put my clothes on. I was out the door, and George Ferris said, what are you doing? I said, I got my clothes He said, you got the overall to do, ma'am. I'm like, oh, my God, because I didn't care. I got my pro card after 28 years. And so I was not even into it because I'm like, I don't care. I was just, you know, I was just so happy that I was pro. And then I got the overall, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, it was just, like, surreal. Yeah, it's something about when you, you when you're the last person standing, and they say, "and the winner," you're still there. You know, it's nothing like it. Am I right, Brandy? That's mm-hmm. a fact. Especially when yes. you're not thinking about it. My experience was similar, except I was I was excited. I'm not going to say I wasn't excited, um, but I was just in complete shock. I was in tears. Um, yes. backstage and Steph, uh, Stephanie, I'm looking at Stephanie. There's a girl, Shawana Steplight. She actually just got uh, selected to be a Sean's Couture athlete. Reminded me, she reminded me that she was the one when I came off stage, she was the one that was like, girl, you got to go back out there, wipe your tears, you know, um, get yourself together. You got one more time to go back up there. And I did not remember that until we just had that conversation like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, that was you. Mm. Oh my God. It was just, there was so much going on in the moment. It's a blur. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But for you, you're saying after 28 years, that is a yes. true test. That's crazy. Resilience. It was like everywhere. Yes. Yes. For sure. That's yeah. wild. And so did you compete after you won your pro card? Because you said you did yes. it in 2011. And then in 2011, then I did a, and then I took a break to try to exercise on, or um, get my legs to, to match my upper body. And in 2013, I did the Optimum Classic, and I was still not there because by this time, these women's and girls are looking, you know, like crazy good. And then I went and did the New York Pro. New York Pro, I think I got like eighth or ninth. And I, that was a big deal back then because New York Pro was, it was like just packed with so many athletes, you know. And then I got diagnosed with lupus. So I actually retired in 2013. Okay. Based off yes. of that diagnosis? Yes. Okay. I tried, though, because, you know, it's hard when you're forced to retire as opposed to retiring on your own. So, you know, the doctor said, you know, there's no... There's no career you can do it just for a hobby. I'm like, I'm, you know, when you're a pro, it's not a hobby anymore. You got to come in looking better than you looked before. Mm-hmm. So I tried to sneak and do it, and my body just wasn't working out right with with my medicines and you know, and the other medicines. It just it, they, they didn't they didn't play well together. For everybody though that are listening, can you explain a bit? Um, about lupus, what lupus is. Yeah, because yes. I don't even really know. It's an autoimmune uh, disorder. And there's several types of lupus. You know, we have, I have lupus nephritis, which means it affects my kidneys. So my kidneys mm. fail very easily. You know, some people have, you know, lupus, like of the skin, they can't be on this, the sun. It affects your heart. So it's, um, you get sick easily. You know, we were like the high risk when COVID came. So if somebody has a cold, their cold turns into my pneumonia. 
Wow. You know, yeah, like if, if I if I drink, like I'll have a glass of red wine like every night, but if I start drinking hard liquor like a couple of days a week, my month, my liver turns into cirrhosis as opposed to somebody else just, you know, so it hits us harder. We don't have the antibodies to fight. You know, if I start, started smoking, I would get emphysema quicker than somebody else. So we get pneumonia easily and, you know, causing heart disease. So I have, have heart issues, but I've got a good handle on it. I haven't been in the hospital in years. So I'm thankful for that. But, but, you know, stress causes it though. So it can be dormant until something that's traumatic brings it to a head. So I, I think I probably had lupus for a while, mm-hmm. but I thought my joints are hurting because the workouts I was doing, I thought it was arthritis. I didn't think it was lupus. You know, mm-hmm. and then I lost a very close friend of mine. She was a competitor, and the stress brought out the lupus. Then, mm-hmm. so they said, like, if you have a baby, people discover it after they gone through labor, divorce, you know, a death in the family. So, but I was always tired. But the, I, you know, I was still competing. So I, I just thought that for okay. me, just competing, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was hard to kind of pinpoint it, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So how did you how did you go about, if you don't mind me asking, getting the diagnosis? Was it because your friend passed and you started yeah. not feeling good? And okay. Well, my left leg swelled up really bad, and okay. um, and I thought I I chopped it up to edema. I'm not thinking anything else because lupus wasn't you know it's not really you know talked about. Well, so. Right. Um, when Terry passed away, apparently I had leg cl- blood clots and my left leg just swelled up so bad. And Branch that same day, he said, you need to go to the doctor because this doesn't look good. So the day she died, I went into Baylor and I didn't come out three months later. I, I came out three months later. So I guess mm-hmm. I was in kidney failure. I was 10%. Uh, they, the biopsies happened. They tried to put me on dialysis. But I didn't want Dallas because I want a better quality of life, you know, because you're still yeah. in the game. I'm still in the yeah. NBC. I want to, I don't want to be tied to machines. So, those <laughs> doctors came in. You know, when six doctors come in, you know, it's not good. I mean, just give me one yeah. doctor. But when they all come in, but, you know, it's a mindset because they were mm. so negative. They want to just keep me comfortable. There's nothing we can do. You're at stage five, which is they call it the end of life, the end stage. And I'm like, so the doctors, they were negative. I dismissed them completely. And I kept that one person that was positive. And I just started just Googling stuff. And But, you know, I still had to do the chemo because, you know, when you're ready stage four, stage five, you cannot take a chance of being strictly holistic. I can't. And I think Steve, Steve Jobs, I think that happened to him because he got okay. the cancer. And he was trying to be holistic. and But when you're that close... I kind of mix a holistic with, you know, with the regular medicine because I was, right. it was too close, you know, right. but then I was able to fully go holistic and my kidneys got better and I didn't have to do uh, dialysis. So I was, you know, I stayed strict for a while, but you know, it's, it's hard when you're so used to eating what you want to eat and being a red beef person, a beef person, and then you can't have any of this, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to go cold turkey want to live. So it was, it was a, it was a process, you know, and yeah. seeing my parents go through it made me want to do better and try to just, 
you know, but, you know, at that time, all I thought about was NPC and competing and I wanted to go to the Olympia and I wanted to qualify and, you know, it's so important to have a well-rounded life. Competing is not everything, you know, and and I learned the hard way that, that it's not, you know, you think that you're not relevant unless you're on stage. Mm, and that is bar. not, yeah, that's not the case. So, so I have a good handle on it now. I keep my stress levels down. I meditate now and you know, and things are great, actually. That's amazing. That yeah, what a story! Oh my goodness, I I know we met. You know, I didn't know like the depth of your story, and mm-hmm. I think that's incredible, especially because you're having a a milestone birthday this year here. I am. I will be sixty. Yes, and I, I tell my friends I want to travel. I want to go somewhere, you know, and go there. And if whoever can meet me there, come there, and let's just party, you know. But because we were going to say we were talking about Cancun and the Costa Rica, and then all that mess happened with Mexico, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go there. So, Bad. but I want to go. <laughs> then I thought about Italy because I heard, you know, that maybe Italy is is a beautiful place to go to. And I thought about that, but then my show is coming up in August that I'm promoting. So it's in the middle of that. So I'm like, but I'm doing something. I know that I am doing something. Yes. So let's talk a little bit because I I was thinking like, how do you manage the shows and just life in itself because you're already talking about the fact that you know here's my birthday but here's the show and you're trying to balance like when do I fit me in <laughs> right and stress yeah, yeah. how is that yes. how is the promoting thing not stressful well I have oh my a God. question but you know what? before that yes when did you become a promoter like, like what made you decide to become a promoter? 2016 2016 yeah so it'll be seven years I think last year was seven years Oh, this year, seven years. This year, seven years. Yes. And what happened was um, I got the call. It wasn't my decision. Okay. I got the call to put on a show. Nice. And see, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not, Mrs. Savvy is not my forte. I'm artsy and I like to do posing and touch people and, you know, that. And so I called Freddie right away. Freddie and they do. He was on a cruise. And I said, they just offered me a show. Can you help me? And just like that, he said yes. And we never looked back. So that helps take the stress off. And because he stresses, I can't stress. Because right. I have to oh, keep his stress levels down. We both can't stress. Right. We got right. each other. He is so, my work husband. Yes. yes. So, but it, 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 it does get overwhelming. I, I, I was his, he's my client. He's my posing client. Oh. Before he got his pro card, so he was a bodybuilder. And then I told him that he's got to fix his back. And if you even think about trying to be a bodybuilder, first of all, you're too small. You need to find something else you need to do. So, and he always loves to tell that story because it makes me look like I'm so mean. So he loves to say, so I'm just nipping in the butt. I'm saying it now. I, yeah, I said it. So he switched from bodybuilding to men's physique. And uh, he was the first India Indian to get his pro card, Miss and Mrs. Zeke. So okay. um, then he went to the Olympia. Yeah, he won the Europa 
pro. He won the Europa as an amateur. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I knew he competed, yeah. but the fact that you guys were like close in that way, that he was your client. That's how you guys oh, yes. kind of started off. That's super dope. That's I love where that him. trust came from, you know, because yeah. I trust I know him. Yeah. So, but yeah, the stress still comes and it won't come until we'll say, how many people in the show? 75. <laughs> that's that's the hardest thing because about a month out, we had 75 to battle. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And we were literally saying that we can't have 75 people. He says, should we have a show? We were thinking that. And then like, no, no, just chill out. It'll happen. Because, you know, I touched so many people and a lot of people, they won't sign up until the last minute. I said, let's just keep on going. Next thing you know, it was 100. Next thing you know, it was 150. And then next thing you know, it was like, I think, 767 or whatever it was. So, yeah. 777. Yeah. I remember y'all saying that. Yeah. (laughs) 777, yeah. My wedding date, by the way. I'm all about the seven. So, for some reason, you drew me into the perfect show. (laughs) <laughs> I was missing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, almost almost seven seven seven. It was seven seven seventeen, but everything oh, around but still, it was seven in there. Right. around sevens. Yeah. Wow. But, wow. Yeah. You guys you guys really balance each other out super, super well. Ooh, and I'm you. sorry I was one of those latecomers. I was already signed up for a whole <laughs> nother show. But the way you got on this this Instagram, I felt like you were talking to me. <laughs> really? I'm, you know, I'm glad because, you know, I, I love to hear that feedback, you know, because when Stephanie asked me when, was my, when I first started uh, promoting in 2016, we just had that one show. Mm-hmm. And then we were in December. We're like, what show survives in December? You know, because at that point, you know, the, the show stopped after the Nationals. Yeah. So, yeah. and then we were excited. We were so excited that that first show, it was 200 people. Y'all, we were so excited. You swear it was the Olympia. Yes, 200 people. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're in. But, you know, but in December, it's still good. That means people actually died it through Thanksgiving to do yeah. our show. So yeah. that's how we see it. And then, Every year, it just got better and better. And next thing you know, we made it a pro show with Mr. Zeke. Then we added bikini to it. And then we got the Texas Pro, I think, was that three years ago, maybe? 2020 is when we came with the Texas Pro in the during middle of the COVID. pandemic. Wow. Yes, during COVID. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so now we have all categories, except uh, we don't have bodybuilding. We don't have women's bodybuilding. We have everything else done. Yeah, so it's been it's it's a great run. It's but it, it is stressful, and you know people think that it's like a glamorous life. It's not all glam because you gotta you know beg people for money. Be a yeah. vendor. Be a vendor. Be a vendor. Be a vendor. That's the hardest thing. And I'm not good with asking people for money. So it's hard when you're in Texas and there's already 25 shows and these vendors already giving their money to different promoters. It's hard to get them to come to our show because they try to support everybody, you know? So the yeah. hardest thing is getting business for the show. Competitors, they'll mm-hmm. come. Yeah. But the vendors, that's the hardest thing. Wow. Does the show survive without vendors? Or um, you, maybe oh, that's not the no. way to ask it, but you know, how important is having vendors at a show for you all? It's very important because that brings in the crowd. You know, okay. and some some people when they go and they looking at their competitor that their friend that's competing, 
we want them to find something to do as well while their competitor is, you know, not on stage, you know? And so, and this brings in money for us. Like this is, this helps with the, the cost of the venue. Right. And venues, you know, flying the judges down, you know, and putting them up and, you know, and it's, it's different because you have these like top judges that we wanted our show. So top judges cost top money. You know, then we we pull out all the stops. Oh, it should. It should be. It should be like that. If you get right. a Tyler Mannion, Sandy Williamson, Gary, you to come down, then you're pulling out all the stops. Mm-hmm. You know, the best hotel, the, the suite here, and, you know, have the goodie bags in their room. And then if we have seven judges, that's seven airline tickets coming from everywhere. So the vendors, that helps with that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Okay. That's a yeah. big Because, you know, we just... We as athletes, we just don't know how much it takes, yeah. how much goes into creating the shows, and even giving mm-hmm. the judges their spotlight and just being there to really sit and really judge you this long time. Right. Time. Yeah. So that was great to to hear. Yeah. It takes to you know pull it all together. It so. does. It helps to know too what the. Uh... Registration fees are going for because you know on our side we're like, oh my god, oh how my god, yes, I know. And do you know to book a venue, it can easily cost. And that this is this is lowballing it because it's not ours, but some venues cost as low as ten, fifteen thousand. Now ours is different, but but you know we we would spend twenty five thousand easily for one day i remember when we booked one ballroom and we weren't expecting to be so big it got so big that we had to buy the next ballroom at the last minute so we had to spend another 25 grand because during covid it was the six feet apart so we had to make a bigger venue so that there was fire marshal was there so nobody could sit next to each other so we had to have a bigger venue, you know what I mean? So it was like, stuff you don't think about, they charge you for electricity, for using the outlets and the Wi-Fi, they charge for that, yep. And the vendors, they wow. need their Wi-Fi because they need the ring lights or whatever they're using. Cash so, and all the things? Yes, um, yes. Wow. I had no idea all that goes into... Oh, yes, for sure. So if y'all ever think about the promoting aspect of it, but it's rewarding... Because I think athletes make the best promoters because you know what you want. So you know what you want to present for your athlete because that's what, you know, that's how you are, you know. So that's why I think athletes make the best promoters because they know that they want to get a hotel that's microwave and refrigerator. And they know that, mm-hmm. you know, they want backstage to be comfortable because that's how how you would want it. So, yeah, I have to say yeah. that happened to me at um, Sid Show or Peach Classics. I had had uh-huh. an issue with my um, makeup being uh-huh. way too close time for me to get on stage. And I yes. just like that, she was like, I got you. We'll take care of it. And she took care of it. And I was like, yes. oh, this is awesome. Yes, yes. And it's because she's an athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we cater more to athletes because I know how it is if, you know, you book your makeup and the next thing you know it. I mean, a couple of people miss their Missed their stage. A couple of pros missed their yeah. stage at my show. 
Right, right. Because the hardest thing is sometimes you want your own person to do your makeup, but that person's probably not allowed backstage. So that means you're somewhere else. So I said, if you go outside of the official makeup person, at least have her come to you in your hotel room. So all you got to do is walk instead of going to her, you know. So that that is the hardest thing is because the makeup, that makes you feel pretty. If your makeup is, if you, you know, if you can't get your makeup too close or, you know, you miscalculate when you get on stage or sometimes the stage, the, the, the competitors, they're running it faster than yep. normal. There you go. You're out of luck. Wow. And we yeah. judge that because Tyler said, does her makeup matter? And he said, you take a girl that's built incredible and the tan is splotchy and the makeup doesn't look she doesn't look, she looks unkept. You have another girl that from head to toe, of course, our eyes going to gravitate to this girl because she's from top to bottom. So you need, that's that extra edge. You know, the eyes to pop and the tan to be even and, you know, the, the, health, the skin to look healthy. You want that from top to bottom look, like, just like the finishing touch. So girls that think that I'm going to do my own makeup, even if you're a makeup artist, some girls won't even do their own makeup because... You're a bundle of nerves, you know. Yeah. So some makeup artists they t- they kind of hire another makeup artist to do their makeup, you know, if they're competitors. So yeah, I mean that's a valid point, actually. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you you shared that with us. I think that I'm I'm just taking notes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Are y'all taking notes? I, make me make you feel like inadequate. Let me take some notes. I guess. We like to we like I said, we like to have a conversation, but sometimes I might want to like circle back to something I heard. But of course. I don't want to interrupt yeah. the flow at the time. So that's that's all that is. But yeah. so that is actually good to know and good advice for competitors, not just, you know, what goes into it, but as far as y'all's side of things, but also in what you know you're looking for because we did talk about that at sean's um sean's couture's event as far as doing your own makeup versus having somebody else do your makeup and she Mm -hmm. said some of the same points that you said like you're going to be nervous you're going to be pressed for time and so on and so forth and you know the last thing you want to do is be stressed out right before we're getting on stage because we're already stressed out from being nervous so um that's a valid point that was a and that's something that he talked about at this uh, workshop. Yes, that y'all he talked about yeah, hair and makeup. Talked about you know, he he's really against tanning your face. The women should not tan their face. Rely on the the foundation for that. Some some girls will tan their face, but you don't know if that chemical is going to get you're going to get a chemical reaction from that tan. So even protein and protein mm-hmm. did also do a a seminar and they talked about the same thing like. Do not tan your face. You know, don't use Dove soap. I didn't know that about don't use Dove soap. Because, but, you know, she said that at the women's workshop. Dove is the enemy. Lightness, is it? Because she said um, the the creamy, the creamy consistency doesn't do well with the tan. Mm. So, if anything, because, you know, she said anything, just don't use any deodorant. But she said for sure, not Dove. Yeah, wow. uh, yeah. I I never knew that. What's it about? I'm different though because I'm not 
I'm not white. You know what I mean? So it won't. It, I never turn green, but I know yeah. some 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 black you know black girls they have turned green, but I'm not one of them. So yeah, but sometimes I'll just kind of I'll dab it, you know, just because I just I just can't. But it, but I'm not gonna tough. use dab anymore. Yeah, yeah it is it is. Tough. Let's stick to the point. Don't use dub, y'all. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Whatever, whatever that reason was, all I remember is dub is the enemy. Don't use dub. I think it was a week before the show. Mm. Oh, okay. So yeah. not just before yeah. show day and before tanning, but like literally leading up to the show. Yes. I feel like there's a commercial out there, and I'm not going to say it's dub. But it's like they use two soaps, and one of the soaps leave a little bit more. I feel like, yeah, and the other one washes off a bit more. So I feel like when you say that, that's what I think about, and that's what's reacting like negatively with the with the tan. If well, that's you know what. <laughs> and you're Doug, right Doug is like that and i guess for yes. me like especially with my son i don't use dove with him especially because he has like eczema is not good for his skin so it's like okay. all of that is like playing a part for me in that i'm like right yeah something about it i can't i was trying to find what you said but also have y'all tried when you when you wear dove it's hard to scrub it off that, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yes. But that's yeah, the like feeling that it leaves yeah, on you. Yeah. Yes. 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 I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I don't put the dub on at night before I go to bed because you wake up in the morning, you, I'm gonna be, I'm running late trying to scrub the old dub off. So <laughs> <laughs> come on. But uh, yeah, when I find it, I'm going to let you know what she said because she'll do like a little Q&A. She'll say, and like, not she's not big on veet or near mm-hmm. and you know waxing is the way to go and i i took a picture a snapshot of the powerpoint i'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all have it because you know because it, it, it comes in handy yeah you know, when somebody actually takes time and that's why it's so important to go to these workshops first of all because it's free and th- these are things that even pros like me being a pro i didn't i didn't think about that you know, just yeah, just like don't do leg day, don't do legs too close before your show. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that that these beginners need to know. You know, facts. That is definitely why we need to find ways to get to these workshops or bring oh, workshops. Hold on, I found it. <laughs> okay. She said, "Avoid dub and dove type products. Disregard uh, target does not mean better. Remember that." The over the the overcoat rule is a three coat rule. Always ask for a three coat. I mean, as we talking about for the tanning, but I thought she was going to talk more about the dub. But she said avoid dub and all dub type products. Mm-hmm. That means anything that famous. has the same kind of film. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think those natural deodorants work. They don't. I, I use the natural deodorant though. I do. I don't like you. Do them. which one? I'm good. I'm good. I. Let me go find a name because I, I always butcher names. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go find it. Tell, I'd rather tell us what it is. <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. Um, I've tried one. I can't remember the name of it because you know once I started hearing about oh don't you know have aluminum and all that stuff yeah. and then I tried the natural right. but the natural like broke me out like 
I was like, I'd rather just use the regular deodorant because I had just a bad rash. And then I just felt like it didn't hold, like, it didn't right. keep the odor away or anything like that either. So, yeah. yeah. How long did yeah. you use it for? Because sometimes it um, does take a little bit for your body to adjust. And sometimes mm-hmm. that could take up to a year for some people. And of course, oh, no wow. one wants to smell for that long time. It's a long time. Yeah, like my my first time, my first show actually, I had just actually started with my um deodorant, and it was like, oh man, this is not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, especially in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, but the one the one I use right now is oh, Kupari. Cool. I've never even heard of that. That's bougie. Yeah, where do you get that from? I can get mine on Amazon. I can't find it in like the stores, really. Or at least I don't know what store to find it in. Uh Yeah, so I get it from Amazon. Okay, y'all, I lied. Don't use Dab a day before. Oh, okay. So she said, she said a week before, begin exfoliating daily. And then a day before, complete hair removal and base tan if needed. And then a day before, disregard any use of Dove type products. Okay. Mm. Way off. See? Y'all heard it here. No Dove before the show. No Dove the day before. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. just going to throw in. I just, obviously, I just used liquid sun rays. And that, that was your, um, how do I say? I'm like sponsor. I don't know. Oh no! Wait, let me tell you, we have Pro Tan for the Texas Pro and Liquid Sun Rays for the battle. So liquid we use both. Okay. Yes, for the battle. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I use Liquid Sun Rays, but I knew I was going to use them regardless. But coming into them, I just love the fact that they have their whole, you know, package. I wasn't worried about any other soap. I just wanted to use what was their brand. So I oh yeah, they have the whole line, right? Yeah, they right. have their soap. They have their body wash. They have their body spray. Yes. Just make life easy for yourself. If you're using liquid sun rays or if you're using pro tan, just use their stuff, just so that be on the your safe tan side. Yes. comes out <laughs> the way. It yes, yeah. and then you know who to blame. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I tell people like when you try to have a, a prep coach, and then you start asking everybody else, "What do you do? What do you do?" Then you don't even know who to blame when you don't win because you've asked three or four different people. Right. Instead of listening to your prep coach. So you stick with one person so you know who to, you know, give shade to. Drink to that. Drink to that. Yes. Because, you know, you get, you get that. You get those people that. But now sometimes you, you, you might have the wrong prep coach, right? And then. But you want to finish them out because, you know, you already paid for them in advance. You might show them three weeks. No other trainer would touch you three weeks before a show. So it's like so many variables. But I'm big on chemistry. Like if you have good chemistry with your prep coach, you should be able to talk to him about, you know, I don't like this fish. Or I think, you know, they should be able to take in, you know, suggestions from you instead of just going side. I believe in that. Like when I'm posing people, I'm like, how do you feel about this pose? You know, yeah. and what do you want to do? You know, yeah, let's try that. And, you know, be open because that's how you keep that, you know, keep that client is 
listen to what they have to say. I don't know why. I, yeah. How did I get on that subject? I didn't even no, ask but it, about it. It was perfect because it is the segue to another question because you definitely, or we definitely did not hit on the fact that you are also opposing coach other than the little nubs that we throw in about, you know, Freddie being one of your clients and what you're right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. all of this happening, you, you know, you went from competing to they're calling you up and now you're promoting this show. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> we skip away because it just brings me back to the first story of how your journey started in the first place. They just coming for you. <laughs> yep. Right. This is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is beautiful. And when did you transition to becoming a posing coach? Yeah. I was a posing coach before I got my pro card. So my oh, first client okay. was Randy Coleman. What? So he was my yeah. he was my first <laughs> one. Yes, I think you, I had him You connected, first. connected. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm wow. It was him. He came straight from Gremlin, and then he was still a cop. And no, he was with, yeah. It was right after he, uh, did I have when he was a cop? Yeah, I think I did. But yeah, he was my first client. And then I got Branch. Like, they came to me because, you know, there was no posing coach. And finally did this routine. And he was chewing gum on that stage. <laughs> and I'm like, he was chewing gum and he was doing the Tootsie Roll, y'all. Do y'all know, have y'all heard of the Tootsie Roll? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he was doing it okay, on stage. Okay, I don't know. I don't know the, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, Ronnie, I said, don't you ever do the Tootsie Roll ever again. <laughs> Why he was chewing gum. And he would just, I'm like, don't ever do that. Well, tell me what I need to do. And that was it. Oh, so I had wow. him, and then Branch Warren was, so I had the best of both worlds. I got one guy that had rhythm, <laughs> and one guy that was just as white as all get out with, purely white, had no rhythm. His music was, you know, Metallica, the screaming music, and I had to teach him rhythm. And that boy got best poser at the Arnold, so it was a it was a it was a win win. Yeah, he started getting his music mixed with DMZ now and Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock. So he came out. So yeah, those are my first two, and then Johnny Jackson. So it was mainly men, and then I started with men first, and then and then now it's transpired that that's transpired now that my my biggest clientele now is bikini. Well, I guess bikini wellness and figure but I started with bodybuilding because that's what mm-hmm. I that's what I did mm-hmm. you know and then but the dance background I think helped me with the posing yeah, yeah. Uh, I find so, that dancers do tend to be able to transition into competing a little bit better than people who don't or people like me who are just like quiet and awkward and don't have that much rhythm but it seems like dancers they just really kind of just flow and this is right. so easy and fluid. They embrace wow. the stage. Yes. Yeah. When I'm yeah. judging, when I'm judging, I have when I'm when I'm looking at them in my head, I'm I've got to be able to be Engaged. attracted. Yes. Think of who attracts me. You know, and even though even though like I'm heterosexual, when you're a judge, you gotta you gotta uh, blur those lines. And yeah. if I see a girl 
oh yeah, she's hot, she's sexy. I, you know, I can see me, you know, making her get in first place. You have to be good with that. Just like mm-hmm. a guy judge has to look at another guy and said, oh yeah, he, he, you know, he's good looking. He do, he can do a missus. He, the, the judge has to be able to do that. You know, I can do a guy all the time. Like, oh yeah, he's fine. I could, but you got to get used to. I don't like bald head, but if he looks good, okay, I'll just buy a bald head because, <laughs> you know, because I, I used to judge by the way I'm attracted to him. Yeah. And, and if they were bald, I'm like, oh, I like that bald head, but okay, look past the bald head. Okay. From the neck down, he's real fine. Okay. So, you know, you do that. The girl, oh, yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Like, your wrist to me, your wrist is hot, but she's getting too, you know, she's a little bit, she's getting a little bit too thick. You know, around the lower body, but to me, I was able to say, "Oh, she's sexy. She's beautiful." You know, women, we can do that. Male yeah. judges, they they can't do that. They're like, yeah. "I mean, he's okay." I said, "No, you got to look <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, he's a good looking dude." You know, they got to be able to say that. You know, yeah. I I can do that all day long. Like Jessica, Sydney, they're sexy to me, so yeah. it makes me want to look at them longer. They capture my attention because I'm able to just open up and say. Okay, now that's sex the way she did that. You know, I can do that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. and that helps me with my judging. Like when a girl is looking at me and she's walking out and she's still connecting with me, and when she does her transition and she's still licking, that makes me connect. But when a girl mm-hmm. walks out and she's licking over me, you know, and her head is down or you know, walking walking away, she's not doing that lingering look, I don't connect. Yeah. But if they're kind of like that it makes it like all right then I see you come on then that, yeah. that kind of it helps me with my with my judge you have to be like openly like good with where you are so that you yeah. can openly say oh yeah oh, yeah she could work that you can't be, you can't be jealous because there's right. some, some badass women in this in, in this sport y'all yeah you know and you have to be okay knowing that I know I don't got it but that chick. Oh, you see off the chain. You got to be able to say that. I feel like you that know, about you. Don't do that enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. yeah. I was telling everybody, chicken and yellow, chicken and chicken and yellow. I was in the judge's table, chicken and yellow. Miss Brown, can you go back and see? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying. I mean, she, she just has a mood. She like, tease me. It, it, it's not a good look for you to be whispering. <laughs> I just want y'all to look at her her presentation, but you know I've been getting passionate. Yeah. I'm calling everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, That's but you know what? To see that. that is good. And let's let's stay here for a minute. Let's get real and raw about judging. Um, but before I say that, when you said you uh, you uh, posed Ronnie Coleman, I was like, oh, it all makes sense. You know, they always say behind every great man is a great woman. And so now we That's know. Right. Now we know Mr. Mr. D. Ronnie Coleman, the one of the top Olympians. We know who was behind yeah. behind that swag. And that's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I love that plug, yeah. B. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to let them know. If they if they didn't know, now they know. That was um, real. <laughs> that was real. Yeah. So let's, and let's we actually guest really pose together. We actually guest really? pose together. I had a dance group, and I forgot what the name of the song was. But we came out. It was two, three, four girls, and and we had the raincoat with the 
thigh high boots and then we had this rope and we pulling Ronnie out on the stage and then he did his thing. That was like, yeah. So I would guest post with my clients too. That was like, you know, seeing okay. Ronnie, that element. Yeah. I'm trying to see all of these. Like, where can I right. Is this on YouTube? <laughs> oh my God. I hope not. I hope not. It was so long. You're going to dive in Like, oh, I found it. Ooh. Yes. Wow, I was proud of it then, but like, look at myself, I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? What kind of outfit was that? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. That's wild. So oh, let's get real yeah. and raw about judging since you are yes. also a judge. So you've gone from bodybuilding to women's physique to pro to promoting and you were posing in between there. So let's first talk about judging. When did you start judging and what made you want to do that? They called I started them. judging it like in the eighties. Right? The nineties. <laughs> She's maybe. literally called to do this sport. Yeah. Okay. Probably the nineties before I got my pro card. Okay. Yeah, probably Ooh. the nineties, and yeah, it wasn't that many. There wasn't that many of us. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was just one. It was just me. Yeah, it was just me. Not that many female judges either. So I started. I started pretty close to, but maybe a couple of years after I started competing. Okay. So I'm one of the ones that I'm still around. Everybody else is, you know, from that day they're they're not. So I right. they kept me through all these different chairmen, which is I'm really thankful for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wait, amazing. so they really called you? It wasn't something that you right. was like I think I wanted to dive no. into. They called you. Oh no no uh, yeah I never I never. Uh, volunteered anything in this industry ever no like, yeah you should you should be a judge okay you know you we, you need to have a show okay yeah that's 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 kind of basically what it is yeah yeah hey, that's that but is I, really I love like being called mm -hmm. wow like in the flesh yeah. being called to do mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. wow that's crazy and do you that's still amazing. judge now yes but now because my uh, clientele is so big in dallas uh, I judge in Oklahoma. I had judge in Oklahoma, and I was judging the nationals. But now, because we have these shows, I just so busy with shows. But I judge Mississippi, Oklahoma. I judge everything but Texas. Okay, I judge Texas yeah. if it's far, far away. Because even though if the perception is, people think because if I pose somebody, she's going to win. But how does it look if I make her win? And she doesn't even deserve to win. That makes me look bad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's just jeopardizing my job. So yeah. no, because if, you know, I, I pose you, but at the end of the day, if I give you first and everybody else is giving you fifth or sixth, that sheds, you know, a negative light on me. So, but it's, it's still a perception of it. Yeah. And sometimes I, I could be harder on them because they, there's nothing they don't know. You know, I wish you would bend over too much. I wish your butt would bend over, grab your ankles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, that. And I just travel with the workshop people, and you know, and I, they use me as a as a posing coach for the workshops here in Texas. So, mm -hmm. and sometimes I just like to just oversee to make sure, because you know, sometimes you know the pros are helping. But sometimes the pros have been pros 
to the point where they forget about amateurs don't get 30 seconds, they get 10. Mm -hmm. You know, you're so used to what you do now. Oh, just like you have a new pro, she's still stuck on the 10-second routine. Mm-hmm. You know, because those new pros, sometimes the new pros, they'll they'll do their, their routine so fast that you know they're a new pro. So it's the same <laughs> thing with, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. And then it's hard not to be starstruck because you appear competing with girls that you've looked up to in the magazine. Yeah. And, you know... It's just a, a whole thing. But like some of these uh, girls that help with the posing, we have to remind them. Now remember, NBC only gets 10 seconds. Mm. No, no, they don't get them. They don't get a team walk. But because if you're a pro, that's what you do now. It's hard to remember back that no, no team walk. It's just 10 seconds. And not everybody walks to the line, you know, so stuff like right. that. So sometimes I just kind of oversee what the other pros are teaching just to make sure. Mm-hmm. You know, because just because you're pro doesn't mean your posing is on point. And yeah. just because your posing is on point doesn't mean you know how to teach somebody else how to pose. Mm-hmm. Like some bad. girls, and my, one of my girlfriends, Drake, she'll say it. Drake can post her butt off, but she said, she says, but I can't teach it. So yeah. she said to people to me, because she can do it her own. Mm-hmm. But she's going to end up teaching them only what she knows. Right. And, you know, they, they need a variety of. You know, some girls turn the toes out, turn the toes in a little bit, you know, don't turn the toes, you know, so you got to be able to just fit in with whoever you're posing and with their body type. Yeah, so, that's it. that's yeah. real. That's real advice. And that's why I always tell people when they ask me, I'm like, look, I'm not a posing coach. I can tell you what I know until you find one. Mm-hmm. But that's not my lane, like at all. At, at yeah. All. But it helps that you tell them something so they come with a foundation of, yeah. you know, you know, this is your front pose, this is your back pose. You know, you know, some wellness girls will think their routine has to be all four corners. But like Tyler said, you hit the meat and the potatoes, your best front, your front, your best side, your back, and another front or side. You don't hit all four corners. First of all, you can't hit that in 10 seconds. Right. But you have the newbies that will do all four in their routine. I said, don't show them your weak side because mm-hmm. we're already going to see it when you come out in the group. So you want that first call out, just show us your best of the best. You know, so I don't know how I got on that subject. I'm going to take me a drink because I don't know what to do. No, that was good to fun. know because I'm trying yeah. to learn almost yeah. about COVID. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we want to know all the judging insider not insider like judging, but like for new people or new people yeah. like me or yeah. even like seasoned competitors because there's so many different stigmas out there about judging mm-hmm. and what they're looking for and, um, you know, and the politics and all of the things. Yeah. Like when I came in, I was told that I couldn't compete with my short hair. I needed long hair to the point where I'm going out 20 minutes before I'm supposed to be on stage in my very first show to go get a wig to put on because I needed long hair, you know, and I know that the sport is evolving and stuff like that, but I've heard all of you can't have short hair. There's politics involved. You know, some coaches know the judges and they already know who they're going to pick and all of that. But since you're a judge and, and you've just seen the evolution of bodybuilding, like, what are some things that 
we, the listeners, we, the competitors, should know about judging? And how can we use that information to bring a better presentation or a better package? So what trainer does not know a judge? Every mm. trainer knows a judge because they're going to go to the judge saying, what can my girl work on? I mean, they should. I mean, so that has no bearing, again, because if that's the case, all my clients would have won. When I, you know, I'm not judging, so, and I know the judges, but if my client should win, she should, it doesn't matter that I know, it's still, they're going to see the best physique of that day. So, yeah, and, and a lot of, a lot of trainers will kind of use that to keep that client on his team or her team, you know, like, okay, no, because I talked to such and such and they said that, you know, I, you know, you leave here, then, you know, you're, you're done. That's never the case. You're only done if you have a criminal record. You can be, you can have an OnlyFans page and win. Give me on that. But uh, <laughs> you can have an OnlyFans page, you can have one follower or 300,000 followers. It doesn't matter because we don't even have time to look at your page to see anything. You know, okay, you have 300,000 followers. Okay, your suit is real blinged and it was done by Muscle Dazzle. It doesn't matter. It's how you look the day of the show. Because it's going to draw negative attention if we place you merely because of your followers. Because we can place you as a winner with 300,000 followers if you look good. It's just a coincidence you have 300,000 followers. It's not because of that. So that's, you know, that's the main thing. Politics, I don't see politics and the local level at all, at all. because And that's why they've gotten rid of, for, to be a judge, you cannot be a trainer. They prefer mm. you not to compete and be a judge. They prefer you to stop competing altogether. So they don't want any trainers on the judges panel. So they're, they're switching that because some people just don't know how to act. You know, so that's not the case. Um, if I do see politics, it's in the pro ranks. And it's only if, like, okay, for instance, if you have a Miss Olympia, you got to knock her out to take her place. You can't just win by one point. So if that's politics, that's different. Because she's Miss Olympia. He's Mr. Olympia. So if it's because the tan was off, that's not a, that's not a make it or break it. Locally, that you know that could be a make it or break it. What other politics? No, because it used to be a lot of politics, but now no. Like Ronnie won eight. Maybe the politics would be somebody knew Ronnie wasn't going to win, but he didn't know he was going to win, so they're going to go and just kind of let him know, just let you know, just to soften the blow, you're not going to win. That kind of. You know, you kind of give that little out of respect, you know, mm -hmm. that that's how I that's how I am. If I know someone I know that they've been winning and winning, they're not gonna win. I don't want them to get blindsided. So yeah, I'll go back stage that was lady you know right now. This is not gonna be your year. You know, so that politics is I can pose somebody and I can ask somebody else, what do you think about this pose? No, she needs to turn her toes here or 
or the suit or the traps, you know, and tell her to go to this show. Then I say go to the show and win. They go to the show after she makes the changes, you know. So it can be perceived as political, and it's not. It is political. It's so behind the scenes that I don't even see it. What what was an example of political that I've seen this year, last year? Like some people think that Jennifer and Maureen were political. And it's like two sides. So to me, I just thought Jennifer had it. Her stage presence, just and and partially because because I know her personally, you know, and I Maureen wasn't in my radar just because I'm not familiar with Maureen. And then when that guy came out and did the, the comparison saying that you know, Jennifer was standing too wide and that right glute was higher than the other glute and then maybe she was too hard. See, that can be perceived as political, but if we if it is political, we don't know that behind the scenes stuff. You know, but it's not going to be black and white like she won because she knows the judges. Because every competitor knows the judges now. Y'all know the judges. You know, so that that it's, when it, if it is political, it's so far removed from us, from the naked eye, that we can't even see it. You know? That's so, that's, you know, so it, it's hard. I've never experienced it being political. Personally. And when I've judged, I haven't, haven't seen that. And if so, I can ask a question like, so Cindy, why did she do get this and she get this? Because y'all said that, that y'all don't like this kind of group, but yet she got this. And then Sandy would break it down and say, because it's an overall thing or because she was too thick here. But in the naked eye, you think she won because she knows Sandy or she knows when the judge is. But when you, if we actually take time to talk to that judge and they break it down, then they'll say, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just like somebody said that, um, Shanique would always win. There was no one that could dethrone her. And then she gets dethroned, you know, because I thought that, so then you're thinking it's political, you know, so it's not political because that could, that could be, that could come off as political saying she's always going to win. She's never going to lose. That could be political. And then you see somebody that wins, then that throws that out the window. Ronnie Coleman, eight times Mr. Olympia, he lost. So, it's a thin line of what's political and what's not. Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, everything I'm I still, so far sounds pretty big. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but it, it's, it's, it's also perception because if somebody sees somebody talking to a judge, they're going to automatically assume. Y'all better go talk to the judge and get your feedback. <laughs> yeah, right. talk to get the feedback. But like when I was judging, I would have to be careful even if I didn't know this person, I'd impose them if they knew me and they'd be in the elevator with me, then there'd be another person seeing us talking oh, wow. and then they just take it and run. But I'm in the elevator and just because I know someone, they're not my clients, but I still know everybody because I've been around so long. Mm -hmm. But it comes off as, and if the girl ends up winning, it just looks like that. Yeah. And it's not always the case. Mm -hmm. Now, th there is some cases, but it's not always the case. Majority of it is more than not you know, so. yeah. that's that's good insight yeah. because I didn't even think of a lot of the things that you said as as it's really just a perception thing. You know, it's most people are saying, "Oh, it's politics," but you're like you stated, the one that stuck out to me the most is like, 
well, what coach doesn't know the judge? Because if they want their competitor right. to do well, they should yes. want to talk to the judge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. light bulb, duh, that makes sense. So, and easy, somebody would come to me and say, this is my girl, you know, what, what show you think she, she, she should do? She looks good. I'm going to have her make a say. She's going to USA. I know she should do good because I know I've seen enough bodies. I'm not saying it because it's political. I've seen enough bodies to know that, no, she'll get a pro card because I know tiny waist. She's wellness, nice. You know, her, her quads are not overpowering her glutes. She's small to everybody. No, take to USA. I mean, to somebody else overhearing, it sounds political because if she ends up winning, they're going to think that. But it's just basically, you just looking at what you know. You know, you've been around the game along. You know that Oh, she'll get a pro card. You know, mm-hmm. we don't care about the ball head or not. If you have the face for it and your makeup is slayed and you can rock it, rock it. It used to be like no natural hair, no tattoo. That's no tattoos, no nose rings. Girl, people are winning with all natural hair and ball heads and one whole sleeve of tattoos and mm-hmm. a nose ring and a big old hole in the ear. It doesn't even matter anymore. If you can rock that body, if we can see what we're judging, that's all we care about. Because we like a variety. You know, you're not, not everybody, you know, we don't have to see the a weave everywhere. It, it's it's refreshing to see different looks. You know, yeah. we don't like the copycat thing. So, shoot, bring that variety. Seriously. Because yeah. I'll be bored up there playing Candy Crush. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh, never weave. Not Candy another Crush. weave again. Oh my God! There's another <laughs> week again. Uh, if she does that, so I'm about to say something. But I'm sorry. Forgive me if y'all do it, but if y'all do that shoulder shrug one more time, I just have to say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was cute when it first came out, but when the whole lineup, it looks like a drill team. Hey, you know what I mean? It's just like I'm mixing my shoulder shrug immediately. <laughs> Like, do, do the own thing. I said, where'd you get that from? Somebody on Instagram. Oh, my God. I'm going to wear blue because I actually wore blue. Then I guarantee you will not win because you wore blue. But that right there, that, that, ooh, that drives me crazy. <laughs> what, but seriously, what is it, though? Is it because you saw someone else, they, they saw someone else do it? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Yes. And then yeah, why do you want to do something that somebody else is doing? Yeah. And when you see the whole road do it, it almost looks like a straight up copycat. <laughs> you know, I just wow, I'm sorry. Hilarious. No more drinking for you, Sheila. You know what? <laughs> I'm about to be real honest too. Because real quick, Lana's pose, she she nixed it. I know she does, I haven't seen her do it in a while, so I'm guessing she took it out. Uh, but her little okay. I don't even know, does anyone know what it's called? That little I don't know if it's like a stallion looking pose, the one where she's she's standing from the back and she looks over mm-hmm. her shoulders. Mm-hmm. I know you're talking about. Oh, they still do that? Because they used to do that a long time ago. Like oh, back yeah. pose yeah. and then look over. Yeah, but Lana, oh, yeah. Lana did it on um, more so at the beginning of this year. She looked amazing doing it. It it was like wow. But then yeah, someone yeah. someone tried to copy it. I'm like, no, yeah. yes. see that. It's it's but just that's Lana's. That's right. Lana. Yeah. Like, as long as she's yes. doing that, like we know already that you're trying to mock that, and it's not right. going to work for everyone. So right. once again, yes, let's not be 
you know, we can yes. get inspiration from other right. people's poses, but don't just well, snatch it up yeah. all the time. It's not necessary. Find yeah. your find your yeah. thing and find your niche so that somebody can copycat you. Yeah, but also mm. tell them to focus, mm, focus a bar. On, on what the main poses are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that part. Because Tyler did say some of the girls are spending too much time on their transitions. The transition is a comma. It's yeah. not a, it's not a um, it's a front far. pose, da 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 pause, da da. But it's not some girls are pausing in every every one and it should flow. So he said basically we're looking to see I I look at the front pose. And then honestly, I'll look down into the go to the back that I'm looking up again because I just want to see that glute. Mm. Now, if she looks good, I'm gonna look at the pose because I pose. But if they're doing something and they're 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 like captivating me, I keep looking. But if not, I look I look up, I look down. Then when they face the back, I look back up again. By the time they turn back around, I'm looking down. So in their head, I'm not looking at them, and I try to explain yes. to them. I don't I don't care about the side. I'm looking at that front and back pose. Same thing with wellness. <laughs> wellness, we look more because we gotta look at the balance on both sides, you know, front pose. So I stick more with looking at wellness because side pose, bam, okay, back pose, okay, side, that's that's different. But for bikini, the transition, even with well the transition, that's that's cute and I love it, but my pen goes to the paper when you're when you're still. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. that's another thing. Yeah. And are y'all writing notes or are you writing scores down when you're when you're not looking? Everything. Yeah. Okay. If someone catches my eye, whether it's a negative or a positive, I'm writing notes in case they come to me. Or sometimes I'll seek them out. Like you have great potential or you know, your suit, you know, if if it's something that really bothers me, like Sometimes the bikini bottom that's real long, that it's it, it almost, there's no heart shape. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that are just, it, it's just straight up, yeah. straight up the crack. And then, <laughs> yeah. and there's no dip. It's just straight across the lower back. That reminds myself to either pull it down because it doesn't make the glutes better when it's almost a G-string. If they have a little bit of rounded effect, then it makes it. So I'll see something that catches my eye and I'll start writing notes. But I'm always going to write notes because I'd rather them come to me right after the show instead of waiting for a feedback. And sometimes, y'all, that feedback takes forever for y'all to get. So if you're at a show and you can see that judge and you're willing to wait, get into their face because we, when you're in our face, we can see, I, in, I, if you come to me in my face, I'm going to have you pose right there. Let me see your back pose. Okay, that because it's going to stick better than getting a picture and the angle is a different kind of angle. You know, you know the angle, the most yeah. flattering angle. How's yeah. my butt look? <laughs> we'll face the back first and then we can look at the <laughs> But yeah, but I'm, I'm taking notes and, you know, like I'll have a category A, that's my first call out. The category B is my second call out. But I always judge from the bottom up. Like it's easy for me to find the ones that are have more flaws because there's there'll be some bikini classes, some wellness classes that they all look good. So you should try to start from the bottom up. Like no, 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 and then you get the meat of it. So and then sometimes Sandy will 
Sandy doesn't see it as it, but Sandy will say, you know, she'll call the top seven there. She'll say 21, 22, 23, exit the stage, but stay down there. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be judged again. And then she'll bring other people in. Then she'll people put, bring the people that she released back. That's what, that stresses me out because I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So these are not set in stone. She makes me like overthink, like, okay, what did I mess up? But I now I've learned to just keep what I like. Because sometimes I would overthink it and, you know, and that's not the case. And y'all, just because you're in the center doesn't mean you won. And mm-hmm. just because you're on the end doesn't mean you got sixth. Mm-hmm. So they said, because sometimes we see a clear winner, we're not going to move her. Like she, everybody, that's like unanimous. So then the the top two are like second and third, or they're fighting for third and fourth. Or if it looks good, one, two, three, four, five, six, we won't shift them around. We'll just keep them if they happen to land in the order of the placing. But you know, and some girls think I've seen some girls in second call out bump up to first call out, but never come back to the show. Come back, y'all. Especially if you're in a second call out, come back because. That has happened several times when, you know, we rejudged the class and the girl that was in first call, in second call out, we moved her in first call out and moved somebody else out. So anything yeah. happens like at the drop of a hat. So remember that um, for sure. That's, yeah. That's good. News. That's good to know. I was uh, actually yeah. that one show that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the call outs. They let us go. Um, then we came back for finals, and they actually rejudged the whole thing over again. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, some people, in their head, they don't come back, and they could have moved up, but they think, I'm not coming back because I was in second call. Like, girl, please. I've seen, like like you just said, they rejudge the whole class. That means don't go home and eat. Stay Stick, stick yeah. with the regimen because you just never know. Yeah. That's good to know. And it's good sportsmanship, too. It is. It is good sportsmanship. Yes, it's also good sportsmanship. Remember that? Oh, they remember. Yeah, no, it's also good sportsmanship when they say time to get your butt out that stage. You know, instead of when they say, you know, some girls, the ex and I would say time, and the girl is still going slow and she's still finishing. If you're in the back pose and they say time, hit your last pose and say thank you. Don't go, and I'm gonna keep on walking. And then I'm going to flip the hair because judges do not like that. And that, that they remember that more than anything is how long you took when somebody else said time. And so this other girl is kind of doing baby steps, waiting for you <laughs> to do your whole episode, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's okay. That's thing. good to know. Yeah. Get your butt off the stage. Get your butt off the stage. I mean, eleven seconds is good. I know, like the nationals, they are they are going to be strict with that because it's going to be so many people. But they did say that women are going to be on Friday and the men are going to be on Saturday. Nice, Stephanie. Yeah. Subliminal <laughs> 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 message. So you'll be you'll be one and done on Friday night. I like that yeah. format actually. Yeah, they did that and they did that this past year, and. The year I did it, and I think it was 2019, it was mm-hmm. two days. That's hard. It's like, that's hard. It's expensive, dude. too, if it's like yeah, prejudging exactly. on one day. You know, it was two days of makeup, two days of tanning. That's, yeah. I didn't even I'm, think about me, all that. 
yeah, that's expensive. So that's good. That's all one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. Um, and before we move on to that, because I, I had a question since you said that. The judging, what don't the judges like to see besides the time and encroaching on somebody's time? What are things that judges don't actually like that people think they do? Being on the sidelines and, and still moving continuously. Yeah. Or even in the in the front in the call out. I mean, you can like ration out your poses because they know that you have to reset. But resetting continuously here, 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 that I've seen some judges say, ladies, please be still. We see you. Somebody <laughs> Steve Weinberg has said that before because, wow. yeah, because it's it's it is distracting. Yeah. It is distracting and be still long enough for us to be able to look at your body. So that's a pet peeve, you know, um, that bend over too much, trying to show your glutes and hamstring. They don't like the bend over the waist at all. They do call you, some of them will call you on that. That's at every workshop. Do not bend over the waist. Keep the chest up. Arch, you know, create an arch in your back pose without bending over. And you, and I talk to girls, they say, well, I'm trying to show my glute hamstring. Honey, if you don't have it, you cannot create it. Not the day of the show. But, you know, it'll go all the way. But also, it makes your waist look thicker if you're bending over too much. You know, so that's another thing they don't like. They don't like when you get your trophy and, I, and it's very visible that you're upset. Mm. Yeah. They will look like it's it's so yeah like they'll expect like they'll see somebody get fifth and you can see the judges looking at the fourth and fifth and they're like oh yeah there's one right there somebody go backstage and tell yeah I've been sitting backstage because of that to tell somebody a girl would shake the hand or she'll just carry the tro you know or walk off without the trophy or. Roll their eyes, yeah. They they pick up on People that. People do that. That's what. Oh my goodness! What yes. Yes. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I, it's that you know between that national qualifier, like second and third, that second place gets you that national qualifier. The third place doesn't. Yeah. It's not the disappointment. It's almost the rolling the eyes of the girl. All right, everybody. Like get together and when that one girl that doesn't want to <laughs> come over here, you know, act like it until you get off stage then. And watch what you say on social media about the judges. Now that'll get you. That 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 can make it political. Ooh. You know, the judges rigged it, the judges don't know what they're talking about on social media. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. I've seen a couple of those. Oh yes, okay. yes. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a mental it's a mental note. They take a mental note, believe me. So right. So even if y'all aren't necessarily looking at these people that have these three hundred thousand followers or what have you when they sign up for the show, surely these comments that people post are just getting back to y'all, whether you're looking for it or not. Oh, you see people sharing like you know there are some trollers that will send a screenshots of things, but in the same instance. You know, if there's a judge that's saying something negative about uh, a competitor on social media, we get those back too. 
they don't like that either. Like mm-hmm. judges, you know, don't 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 bash the competitors and don't bash other judges just because you had this person first place and I had her fifth. We're still a team, so don't bash me because I put her fifth. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, because somebody, I guarantee you, somebody will take a screenshot mm. and send to us. Yeah, or they'll they'll tag the person and then somebody will read it. Jim Mannion, Pittsburgh, they watch the 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 post and especially the pros. He's very protective of his pros, so you know, like being careful of how you are on social media. If you're a pro, he holds you to a higher standard. You know, he expects NBC to kind of lash out and, you know, because, but once you're a pro, you have to, that's why we always use pros to help volunteer because we want them to give back. We want them to be a person that an NBC athlete looks up to. So he is very, he is very, um, in tune with how the pros care of themselves. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Say, you know, yeah. really held to a standard. We are watching you guys because you are a reflection, reflection of us, you know, directly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're good. You're good. I wasn't sure if you had any more on this, um, but it was great to great to hear all of that and you know hear it from your point of view, not just. Mm-hmm. You know. Of course, and teams don't matter. You could be with a team, or you could have a no-name coach. It doesn't matter. Like I know some people think they have to be with a team to get placed higher. You know, sometimes a team is good, is good, but sometimes you get lost in a team if there's some big names in the team. And then sometimes being with an individual trainer is good, but sometimes, you know, you get lost with, you know, with that trainer. Like, he could have a team, but if he has some heavy hitters, sometimes, you know, the the ones that are not heavy hitters, they kind of get lost yeah, in the shuffle. So true. make sure that you are, you are somebody's number one. Mm. Make sure you're somebody's number one. Okay. You know, That's a bargain. Yeah. Dropping all the gems, Ms. Sheila. Last <laughs> thing, Yolanda, before we move on from that, and what judges don't like to see. What about Touch. the way they pose, touching, and all of that? Is yeah, that yeah. true so, that they don't like it? We don't care for that at all. It's there's a the first thing we think of. It's a family friendly show, so all the the. the oh, you can see me back. This Uh-oh, here and, and grabbing, right? <laughs> this right here and the grabbing of the bud and that you don't have to, you don't have to massage your your body for us to notice you, because we're not looking at that. We're waiting for you to get to the back post. Get to the back post, please, <laughs> and let us see that. You know, it, and it seems like what you wasting your ten seconds. You got ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Hit the front post. Do your transition. Hit the back pose, and. I mean, surely you can do something. You can do the hair or a smile. I mean, I'll even take this over this. <laughs> like, right. you know, that says a lot. Let me just... You know, that shoulder but, uh... girl. <laughs> oh, that shoulder girl. Listen. I used to call it the the. T- she's got the Tourette syndrome. 
Because if you know they 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 do it and then they go to the back and they do it again when they come back to the front and then when they walk off they do it. So it's like three or four times. Um, I said you can do do this do, do two Tourette's. No more than two Tourette's. No more than two. You can't do no more. So you can do it. No more than two. Right. And you know, like the way you wear your hair. Like if you are make sure the hair color is complementary to your complexion. You know, I mean, if you wanted to take you serious, then don't do the pink hair because your suit is pink, you know, or I don't know, especially because if your goal is to be a pro, then carry yourself like that. But if you're just an NPC, you're just having fun. That's different. Uh, Tony Tavares, I used to pose him. He's a classic pro. And when I would pose him, he had a orange Ferrari. So he would. He had an orange mohawk. And I said, I know you better cut that hair before you get on that stage going to Team Universe. I it was a mohawk and it was orange to match and then it went to yellow. And then but he did, he took it serious and he listened and he got rid of that mohawk and he got that pro card. Because for us, you want to be able to be mainstream. You want to get these sponsorships that people will say, Yes, she's got the look. We can put her on. You know, we could put her on a, a supplement package or a magazine. But if you got that green hair to match that green suit with those diamonds on your eyelashes and that green eyeshadow, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, <Noted>. unless. <laughs> but unless you're doing it as a bucket list, you want to have fun. But in order to take you serious, then you would carry yourself a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, because it follows. Okay. I mean, you can still win but somebody I guarantee somebody would go backstage and say because I was somebody told me to go backstage and talk to somebody she was doing she did the nationals she got a pro card though so they don't they don't hold that against them but they you do get talked to is that is that from Texas yes go back and talk to her <laughs> so I had to go back and say okay just because the suit is green don't don't ever wear that green hair again now that you're pro. Okay, okay, because I thought because it matched. I, I know, I know what you thought, sweetie, but that's not going to work. So, can you think about it? Do you see any Olympians like that are, they're pretty much, you know, tame. They, everything kind of, it stands out, but not like so, so much. You know, I don't, I don't see any Olympians, at least top five or top ten, that have that extra, not extra, extra like that. The hair is pretty much tame, and there's not so much flamboyancy on the the lashes. You know, it's not like that. So if you just remember that, there's nothing like that I see on the Olympia stage. Mm. You know, but like, that's basically it. Pink suit, green suit with the pink hair, green hair, that kind of thing. The blonde, that's different because, you know, the complexion rules with it. You know, you can wear... Like uh, Brandy has that. Um, she's got the the blonde hair now, but she's got that complexion, you know. So it it matches. But then somebody that's maybe that that might be real, real, real dark, that has like a blonde hair with another streak somewhere that that would be considered over the top. Mm. So if it looks good and it matches the whole theme, your body should be a theme. You know, Ooh. like it, it should not be, it should not take away from the body. Your suit should not be a distraction from the body. 
you know, we don't even, we don't pick a girl because she's got a beautiful suit. We can say that suit is gorgeous, but that suit doesn't win the show, you know. So posing is everything, y'all. That's posing is everything. Now, these judges are working the girls like none other. So make sure you're in posing condition, you know, because they're they're holding them out there now on the side of on the side of the stage. That's the longest pose to hold, isn't it? Just holding, mm -hmm. and that's where you can just kind of reset it and hit it again because they get it. But that's the hardest pose. I would practice on the posing. The posing is everything. The posing is everything. You know, it's the main thing. No. Posing. No. Yeah. All good points. All good tips. Definitely appreciate it. This is useful for me. Take my shoulder yeah. out. And you know what? I just want you to pinpoint. <laughs> I just want to, even though you said it already, but I want you to pinpoint it one more time for the masses. Because you know what? The truth is, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, I try to go around to and find like posing, you know, and I actually went into a posing session where someone was teaching their girls to reset for the exact reason that you're saying they shouldn't. She's literally teaching them to reset so they can get that attention. And I was like, oh, this is something new. And of course, I brought it back to my coach to double check, like, should I be doing this? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but just, just say that one more time, because I think, I think. Yeah. So. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> so this pose here, and you're holding it, and you're holding it. And every so often, you know, that and then you wait maybe another 45 seconds that's okay but this here that that's too much it's a distraction mm -hmm. because we know that you're trying to get our attention and we see you but if you keep on moving how can we even see the glute if you keep on that and this and this is yeah. us talking about when the girls are off to the side um waiting off right? to the side or mm -hmm. in the lineup or in the lineup, okay. One. Yeah, just to space out your reset, mm -hmm. I should say. Okay. Like, space wait a little bit longer. Down. Yeah. You know, a good rule of thumb is if you're switching two girls, that's your opportunity for you to reset. Because Ooh. it doesn't look so busy because, you know, they're, they're switching somebody else. So that's a good rule of thumb to do that. Or when you do it, do it slower. Mm. And then hold it. And then do, and then you want the good picture. So if you're moving too much, you know we can't even snap long enough if you keep on moving. So yes, it's definitely a distraction. They brought that up too. Yeah. So be mindful of how much reset and you do ration out your reset. Yeah, that's that's important because when I watch back, when I watch my videos back from nationals. I'm, I, I didn't even know the, the whole distraction. I mean, not distraction, but the attention thing. I just know that my conditioning wasn't on point by the time we got to like the overall. <laughs> I was tired and I was ready to eat. I'm not going to lie. I told the story a million yeah. times. I was not thinking about the overall at all. I'm like, all right, please call whoever y'all going to call so we can go eat. Like it's late. But when I look at my videos, I'm so shifty. I don't remember being shifty. 
but mm-hmm. I'm just so shifty and I'm like dead center shifty and I'm just like here I'm looking down trying to keep my stomach in like yeah. you know I'm just minimally shifty I'm not necessarily like doing that yeah. but like that reminded me that that posing conditioning is yes. a big deal y'all that's a that's a long post that's a hard post to hold just yes. because you're thinking, then you see a judge look at you, so you know they're looking at you over to the side. You Sometimes you're thinking like, God, I wish I was just invisible so they can just look at me, you know, <laughs> so I can move. But then sometimes it, it's to your advantage. Uh, let's bring 22 over here. You know, so you got to always be on point. It's like mm-hmm. they, they think you just woke up like that. You know, they're probably thinking, why is she moving? I mean, I mean, she's just standing there for 10 minutes. What's the big thing? <laughs> yeah, it is a big deal to try to hold that pose. I know. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. So, Steph, you have anything else you want to ask? I can't answer my majority of the question. Yeah. How about you, Brandy? Y'all know I can ask questions all day. Oh, girl. <laughs> But no, I, I think we covered a really good bit of information, not only from your competitive journey, but just your, your journey to the other side and how you see things now. All very insightful. Very, very insightful. Like, I'm excited to listen to this again. I'm not even going to lie. I, actually, I'm intrigued on how it's going to look when I comes <laughs> out. Was I too fidgety? Did I pick my nose? What, was I playing with my hair? What, oh my <laughs> No, you are fine. You are fine. Actually, um, I I do believe you have an organization for lupus or you are. Yes. Yeah, so I would love for you to share that information um, before we, you know, miss it. <laughs> yes. It's called Sheila's Way. And it's a, a, a nonprofit. It's a, a 501c3. It's for, I provide financial assistance to lupus survivors. And we have a gala once a year. It's in Dallas. And, you know, we it's usually May because May is Lupus Awareness Month. Okay. So, um, yeah, so every year, and, we, you know, every year we honor, like, people who are great in the community. Like, we're honoring uh, Coach Sydney Carter. Um, and she's, like, a, you know, a great asset. We've honored a couple of uh, athletes that uh, I thought they'd do great for, you know, just for in the community. So... We honor like lupus warriors, so we try to pick. We have auctions there, so Park Place Porsche auctions off of Porsche, like for the weekend. We have paintings. We auction off Airbnbs, and all this goes to this organization that helps me to provide like you know Uber services or or medical people. Some not everybody qualifies for disability, so I try to help them the best I can with the medical bills and copay. So it goes into that. So I got diagnosed in 2013 and I've been fortunate to be pretty healthy. So there are a lot of my, you know, my colleagues that are not. So I try to provide whatever kind of blessing that I possibly can. So it is called Sheila's Way and uh, my website, what is my website? Sheila Way, because it should be Sheila's Way, but I forgot the S. So it's, (laughs) I'm like, what was I thinking? So it's SheilaWay.org. Okay. I got to change that because that didn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we will link yeah. that in the show notes. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, 
And you know, Brandy is on it. She'll she'll link everything. And even when you decide to update it, if that's what you really want to do. <laughs> yeah. <update> yes. <laughs> I will. Yes. I need to update that quickly. Yes. But yeah. Uh, yeah so that's my baby. So this would be our seventh year. We I started the same time. I started the Battle of Texas, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Wait, we're in so, March. April, May. That's going to be in April. April. Uh-huh. Coming up. May hey, 21st. Wait, we're yes. in Okay, so maybe you May can, 21st. you know, come on. Like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how we can, you know, help in a way or put our little yeah. touch in there. So, you know, maybe. Yeah. On, and on live. Talk about that. Yeah. And yeah, sharing that. And talk that. about the brunch. Yes, I'd mm-hmm. love to. Yeah, Ooh, brunch. Okay, you have me at brunch. So how do we actually get to this gala or is it invite only? Because you said brunch. And oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we sell tickets. It's, it's, it's going to be the Fight Museum and we have a comedian. So people come in. They, um, I have an Eventbrite link where they can either have a booth there. They can be a vendor or mm-hmm. they can be a participant and they can just buy a ticket. And we have vendors as well so you can shop. There, we have a couple of vendors from the fitness industry that come and and support oh. us as well. Yeah, nice. and it's a dress up event. We have a com- comedy, we have dance, we have food. It's mm-hmm. a whole, it's a whole vibe. Last year we had it at Lone Star Park, and it was during Derby weekend, so we, it was a Derby style. So we Ooh. had the hats and we bet on the horses because it was right at the horse race. So yeah, so we have vendors. We have a theme every year. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. You know you're already taking me all the way back to Bridgerton. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yes. Let's talk about Queen Charlotte. We got to do a watch party for that, y'all. We are going to wait till May the 4th. I know, But right? isn't the next Bridgerton coming out soon? The next Bridgerton should be out in March. Because I There's heard it's going to be uh, Penelope and Cole. The little, I think it the little is Penelope's person. story, but I don't remember when it's supposed to drop. It's sure. coming soon. Okay. I can't remember the date. And I just sent you that. <laughs> I can't remember. Yes, you did. We yeah. need to do a watch party for Queen Charlotte, though. Girl, Miss Shonda knows we how to will. make a movie. We will. I'm going to set it up. Yes. That I can yes. but, but That you can do, me- yes. In light of you talking about derby style, I'm like, I always wanted to to dress up and, and do one of those. I'm like, no, oh, you should I see them. I never yeah. seen so many men dress up like it was Easter Sunday. They had their hats. The women had their hats. It was like, and they actually went out and bet on the horses and did the little, you know, yeah. when you hit the little horse poop poop no. or whatever they the poop. <laughs> you mean the okay? Uh, is, is it poop? No, what is it, <laughs> Stephanie? What is it? What when they they um? Uh, Are you talking about the game? The game with the. Oh. Yeah, what is that? The ball no, not, not the... croquette. Oh, no, but it's not, it's, not, it's not croquette. Okay. I know what you're talking about, but no, it, they, they take a like a golf club and they <laughs> and they and they and they hit the 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 patty. We call it the patty and they Oh yeah. really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I haven't, I, I haven't gone. I probably yet. know it's about my hearing, but yeah. I'm I gonna look it up after. Will you look it up and correct me? And if if I'm wrong, just edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the real, raw, real. It's all going in. Oh my gosh! 
Okay, y'all, close your ears because I might be wrong. So don't listen to what I'm saying. But I think I saw it at Pretty Woman. They don't do it at, at my place because it's not, it's, it's, there's not that kind of, it's a horse track and that's it. It's a horse race thing. But, but it, it will remind you of Bridgerton with the gloves and the hats. Yes. And I'm not a hat person, so I wasn't really into it, but I had to do it because it was my event. But <laughs> I am not, I am not a, uh, I am not a Easter person. Like I don't, I couldn't fight because I have all this hair. And so my hats could not fit over how to get the fascinator that just a half hat, you uh -huh. know, because a whole hat I can put over all this crochet weave. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't getting done. Hats actually never fit in my head, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they never fit. I oh, yeah, for sure. You, Stephanie. I know they wouldn't fit your head. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's hard trying to be cute with a whole bunch of hair. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to play. Like, no, I don't want to do the hat thing, you know. But you, like, and then right. by the time the night was over, the hat is gone. Right. Yeah. But so May said, 21st, the do boss is brought everything set for this year's event? We don't because, well, it's going to be at the Flight Museum. So I don't know if it's going to be a thing there because it's not, if nothing goes on at the Flight Museum like that. I got to think about that if it is. Well, body suits, bomber jackets. Oh, yeah. shut up. We like, don't, we're like gonna a, bring you back. <laughs> yes, you're right. Like a, the Tom Cruise. What was yeah. that? What yeah, do you do? Top Gun. Yes. Top Gun. Uh -oh. oh, I gotta tell yeah. Tina, my co-promoter. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes. Like so when we, yes. when we bring you back uh, around <laughs> ending of actually you said May. Did you say a date? May twenty first. May twenty first. Yeah. We're gonna figure out when we're gonna bring you back, but we're gonna have yes. <laughs> Let's you do that. I like that. Thank you for that idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. I get one every once once a year, maybe. <laughs> Just once a year, you get one. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. All right. So, cool. Sheila, is there anything else that you would like to share with everybody before we dive into our last few questions? Um. Have a well-rounded life. Don't don't make this com competition life. Uh, you know, uh, just a just a all that's all, that's all that you think about. You know, mm -hmm. take care of your family. Remember, they didn't ask for this. Mm -hmm. You know, take care of your kids. They didn't ask for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it could be a, a great part of your journey, but still enjoy the rest of the journey of life, not just competitive. And then. You know, you don't have to always go pro. If you, there's so many things you can utilize as being part of the NBC. You can be an expediter. You can be a judge. You can help, you know, backstage. You can help with workshops. So, so many different facets that you can be a part of with that. So, you know, stay well-rounded. Stay healthy. Your health is first and foremost. You know, so just keep that in mind. That's it. That was actually of. one of the things you said earlier, and I made sure I wrote it down because just in case you didn't say it, I wanted to re remind people that, you know, just in case you didn't repeat it here, I wanted to remind people that you said that earlier because that that's very yes. important, very beautiful. So that was really I, cool to hear you say it again. Because you know, it's a very vain industry. Mm -hmm. It's a very vain because, and 
it, well, it, it's perceived as vain, but you know, we're judged on our looks. So of course we're always in the mirror <laughs> because we are judged on how we look. So, but it could be the all you think about is, you know, let your body go sometimes. You don't, you can't be in competition shape all the time because it's not healthy. So give yourself some breathing room and then hang out and then travel, then come back to this. But we are, we are always, uh, we are always misconceived, you know, as, you know, we're all about ourselves. And it's not that. It's just that we are judged on literally our looks. So, you know, keep that in mind that even though you're judged on your looks, when that part is over, then, you know, find another journey and then do another and make it well-rounded so you're not all stuck on your looks. Mm. You know, so I had to find something else to do so that all I would care about is how my glutes look and how my hamstrings. So that's why I started, you know, like taking cooking classes or, you know, getting to, you know, yoga or Pilates. So you won't be all about how you look because it's not always about that. But the industry, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately that it is like that, but make it not about that. Cooking classes, y'all. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, that's, that's actually good. that up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not me. And, you know, I don't, I, I eat, but I won't cook. I'll have a Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> like, I, when I leave here, <laughs> I'm very well rounded. <laughs> <laughs> I was all well rounded this whole weekend, you know, shrimp cocktails and margaritas and peanut butter whiskey and, Ice cream again, so yes. But when I was competing, that's all I cared about is how it looked, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not always about that. It's it's easy to get caught up in that. Yeah. Love that's, that's good Thank you for that. All right. So, oh uh, me, because you always phrase that competitor and compete question the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta leave that question to you. You want to go for a step? I can't remember how what? I inverted okay. either. Brandy, you All just right. have a rhythm. You just have a rhythm to it. You just got to take it. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Okay. So we have our final round of questions that we, we ask to every guest that we have. I guess our fire round, if you will. Um, and the first question is, when you were competing, did you come to a point where you had to decide if you wanted to compete or be competitive? And what did you choose and why? I decided to, that I wanted to compete and not be competitive. Because for me, being competitive, for me, it took the fun out of it. But if I'm just competing, then the, the pressure is off. I'm still... I still want to look good, but I don't have to be so competitive that it takes the joy out of it. So I chose to compete. Okay. Wow. That was definitely a different yeah. perspective. I, I appreciate yeah. that for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was a good question. That was a good question. So what was the realest or rawest moment or emotion you experienced during your competitive journey? This moment is when I got my pro card. I mm. cried, snot was coming out of my nose. I just, it was because it was so long 
took me so long to get it. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, it was just, it was just, it was the best feeling in the world knowing that all this hard work finally paid off, you know? So that, you know, it's, and everybody has, everybody has like a different feel because Maybe somebody's moment is when they did not win because you know some people just first first place boom first place boom first place and then when they don't get that first place that's probably a you know a, a mind blowing moment for them but mine was when I got that you know because I just got first place locally but nothing national I was at nationals every year three or four nationals a year so to finally get that pro card that was that was pinnacle for me. And our final question, which I feel like you just literally answered, like I think she did. did. So I mean, I can just repeat it, you know. um, And you can agree, but the realest piece of advice that you could give to um, any competitor, competitors that are just starting out, or competitors that um, have been in a game for a while, and. Would you say that you just gave that advice? Because then I'll just repeat. But if you want to share something, I mean, share something else. Yeah, I mean, support is everything. Mm. You know, make sure you have a good support system. And sometimes support system might not be your family. It could be just a group of people that you met backstage. And, you know, be careful of comparing yourself to others. Just compare yourself to you. Because you compare yourself to one person, and this girl might speak up and kick both y'all's butt. So you zone in on one particular person that you're going to beat. There's somebody, there's about 10 more of them right around the corner. So get your support system. Try not to compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to you. You know, enjoy the journey. Don't be such in a rush to get that pro card that you miss all the highlights Mm -hmm. of being an amateur. Because once you get that pro card, you got to start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. It's like starting, yeah, it's a very humbling experience to be on the pro stage and you could possibly be a last call out again because now you're up against these people that you've admired. But also remember, you belong up there with, with just like that with everybody else. So sometimes that kind of messes with your head like, oh my gosh, I'm up here with, you know, with, you know, Franciella or, you know, or Jennifer. But you deserve to be up there with everybody else. You get you earn that pro card just like everybody else earned that pro card. And you can easily be the person to beat. So keep that in mind. Enjoy the journey. Don't be in a rush. Get your support system. Stay grounded. Oh, stay grounded. Stay humble. Yes. Yeah. Um, love that. Yeah. Love that, Miss Sheila. So many bars today, Miss Sheila. Yeah. I, I actually I cannot wait to go back and listen to this. Just to just really <laughs> be on the outside listening Mm -hmm. in like you have given so much so much information like we can call it season at this point but (laughs) 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 i'm joking we we definitely appreciate you coming on um and where can people find out about you about the shows that you're promoting um, you already told us about your um, your organization and your event and things like that. But how yeah. can they keep up with you and your shows? They can always follow me, Flexi Brown. That's F L E X X Y Brown. And I am 
I do answer my DMs because that's where I get the majority of my clients from. So I know some people don't answer DMs, but I do. Uh, they can find me on Facebook under Sheila Spell Correctly, which everybody knows when it just calls it correctly, but it's <laughs> S-H-E-I-L-A-H-E. That's Sheila on Facebook. Okay. But yeah. And then that can you can go to my profile on Flex Brown and see Battle of Productions, which is my show page. Okay. So if y'all not doing anything, August 18th and 19th, come to the Texas Pro. NBC Texas Classic come to the Battle of Texas in December, a week before the Nationals. It's a perfect warm-up for that. Yeah. yeah. Find a show that you can pick that will pay your way to the Nationals. Because I know a lot of promoters, we had a meeting yesterday, a lot of promoters around the world are doing that. You win, you know, you win overall, we'll pay for your entry at the NBC Nationals in Dallas. So, you know, be selective with picking your show. Another gym. Let me go reassess what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all need to reconfigure your schedule. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Miss Sheila, for indulging us. You're welcome. To our show. Um, we are building this baby from the ground up. So to have. To so excited for y'all. This is like a amazing idea. Just keeping it real and real and like no you know no no hold barred just like raw and people want to hear raw they don't want to hear like the political version they want to hear like keep it real so i think this is great what y'all are doing and you know some queens doing it too it's amazing so congratulations <laughs> to all of you in your career as well in your career you know, wish you the best, Tiffany, in getting that pro card. You know, Yolanda in getting that pro card. And Brandy qualifying for the Olympia. Yeah, just speaking to existence, you know? Absolutely. Well, we will put all of your information in the show notes so that people can find you, they can support you, or they can show up at your show. And with Thank that, you. we will call it a night here. And we'll see yes. you on the next episode. Oh, wait. Sorry. Where can they find you, Yolanda, and you, Stephanie? I'm sorry. Oh. So you can find me on Instagram, fitwithyou, F-I-T dot W-I-T-H dot U. Sorry, I made it so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me also on Instagram at G-T-G-Y-A-L underscore six. All right, awesome. You can find me also on Instagram where I'm most active. That is B.Shane, S H A N E underscore I F B B Pro. And you can keep up with all of the things that we have going on at The Real Raw Real on Instagram at The Real Raw Real, um, especially now that we have started our Fangirl Fridays. So be sure to tune in nice. every Friday. We're going live on Instagram to reveal who we are fangirling, and it might be you. So make sure you come join us, listen in. Uh, if you like this episode of the podcast and you want to continue to follow our journey, please subscribe, follow, like, share. If you're on YouTube, we're on YouTube now, too. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel so that you can always be updated on when we are putting our next episode out. And, and now I I am terrible, so 
There is no underscore in my IG name that goes to show how much I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All good. We'll, we'll put the, the correct handle in, the, in the show notes. <laughs> hey, y'all, on, on YouTube, it's R E A L, then R A W, then R E E L. Yes, ma'am. Or, okay. Because okay. I'm following you. I'm subscribing now to you on um, Real Raw Real. Okay, hold on. Where is it? Say it again on YouTube. Repeat that. Your 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 YouTube channel. R-E-A-L. R-E-A-L. Uh -huh. R-E-A-L. Oh, real oh, still the same. Okay. Yeah. So the real raw real. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Brandy, we can't hear you. Yeah. We can't hear you. You sound good. You want to mute? Nope. He's probably on mute. Now you're on mute. All right. So. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll call this one a wrap. Thank you all for joining us at the Real Raw Real today, as we interviewed Miss Sheila. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, and until next time, bye. Thank you all so much for having me. Hashtag I'm out. Peace.